Hey there, listeners. Welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who are not quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Brian. I'm on the phone with Ashvin, and today we are doing something a little bit different than we have done in the past. Uh, we've caught up on some 2023 horror that we haven't reviewed on the podcast yet, so we're just going to have a loose discussion about a few of these films uh, very briefly without spoiling anything about any specific movie. And since spooky season is already almost upon us, we thought maybe we'd just let you know what movies from this year that are out there and available to watch on VOD or streaming that we recommend checking out. So if you're making a Halloween or spooky season watch list, uh, we'll let you know if there's any worth tacking on to that list. And at the end, I think maybe we'll list them all again in case you want to write them down or add them to a letterbox watch list or something. And maybe I'll put the timestamp when we do that in the description of the episode, or maybe I'll just list them all in the episode description something like that we'll, we'll see what happens and brian you mentioned uh, this is gonna be spoiler free spoiler free we'll just we'll give you know like a sentence or two about the plot of the movie and tell you what we thought of it yeah um That's and great. i know around this time of year a lot more horror comes out but i feel like some of these movies that get released in the first eight or nine months of the year on vod or streaming platforms can kind of get lost in the shuffle when it comes to top 10 countdowns at the end of the year so thought we'd tackle some of them now yeah that's a great idea uh is that usually how it does it go down like that like similar to the oscars where you have like a season of all the high quality movies coming out that get the buzz going right before oscar season do you feel like that also holds up for horror films i can't help but think there's a little bit of recency bias in some of those lists but i have no evidence to back that up yeah yeah i know like all the streaming networks like definitely jump on the bandwagon in like September, October. Oh yeah. There'll be movies that were just not even on your radar. That's just, Hey, this is out today. Like go watch it. You're like, what? And some of those might end up being some of the most beloved movies of the year. So yeah, exactly. Hard hard to keep up and thought we'd get some of these names out there before the inevitable onslaught comes in October. Right. Dude. I don't know if we should discuss this on the air or not, but Someone was recently asking if we would recreate a letterboxed for the show. And hmm. I feel like for these episodes where we list stuff like this, that could be especially helpful because we could make lists on letterboxed. Like, here's every movie we mentioned in the 2023 streaming episode. Here's every movie we mentioned in the top five episode. Oh, yeah, sure. That would be helpful. Pretty handy to have. Yeah. I'll discuss this with you offline, see if maybe we want to go about doing this. Cool. Cool. How did you choose these movies, man? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I read some lists. There's some articles out there about like what's come out this year so far, what's worth going back to see. There's like Rotten Tomatoes rankings on like top horror movies for 2023. Uh, just like glancing through Shutter to see like any titles that I'd heard of or uh, hadn't. Um, and then I think yeah, two, two or three of them I, I saw with you when we were out in Wisconsin for our retreats. So uh, that was somehow you'd heard about them, which uh, that, that that was really helpful. But yeah, kind of random places. What about you? Yeah, a little bit of the same. I, I have a letterbox list of my own where I've just been kind of keeping track of new movies as they come out or ones that haven't come out yet that are on my radar. So I've got like a hundred movies that either have been released this year or will be released this year. And I sorted them by their average letterbox rating and hmm. kind of approached it that way as well as what I was actually interested in seeing. And yeah, I did glance at some top 10 lists. Specifically, I looked at um, 
a list on Bloody Disgusting. Oh, okay. By a writer that I like there. So grabbed one yeah. from there that I hadn't seen. But yeah, a bit of a hodgepodge, but mostly I tried to pick the ones that I thought were going to be the best movies. Got it. Are you noticing uh, this year, um, I feel like, yeah, streaming movies really had an uptick the last few years because theaters were shut down and uh, you have like a lot of bigger titles or productions coming out. Uh, this year, like when you look at these lists, um, is it still like a lot of movies that have gone straight to streaming or video on demand or is it more like theatrical releases and maybe fewer streaming movies? I think fewer streaming movies so far this year are in going to be in the end of year discussions, but I think that could all very much change in the next few months. And I yeah. do think there will probably be one or two of the movies that we discussed today in some of those top 10 lists at the end of the year. Oh, cool. I'm excited to hear which ones those are. But yeah, I will say, not that I'm not excited about some of the movies I have on this list and that my... You shouldn't take my recommendations seriously. I'm a little worried this year is not going to be a crazy great year for horror, but we'll see. There's always a lot of surprises in September and October. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a similar feeling on my end, too. Like, not, like, super wowed uh, by, like, anything, especially on the streaming side. But, uh, yeah, so, some decent ones. But I, I feel like in previous years we've had bigger, uh, really, or more, like, interesting releases. Yeah, and really, honestly, I'm mostly going by... Streaming's a bit of a factor, but we haven't had any theatrical releases this year that have really... There's been a few really good ones, but oh, yeah. I just felt like last year we had an overflow of excellent movies released theatrically. Sure, um, sure. I feel a little yeah. differently this year, but other people might have differing opinions. Yeah, that was a tough year to top. Uh, yeah. I, I repeated over and over again. I think 2022 will go down in history as one of the best years for horror. All right. All right. All right, man. Well, enough of this jibber-jabber. You want to start, pick a movie that you watched, and tell us a little bit about it? And we uh, didn't sure. watch the same ones. Some of them overlapped, but some didn't. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll stop. I'll start with one of the recent ones that uh, I just saw last week. Uh, it's a new movie that came out on Netflix called The Strays. And uh, it's a little unfortunate because I think there's a comedy coming out <laughs> with Will Ferrell uh, <laughs> called The Strays, right? Which is like about a bunch of like random dogs. I uh, think seen? that one's just called Strays. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. slight difference in the title. But I, when you first texted me that, I was like, wait, what did you watch? <laughs> yeah, I know. that, that That's kind of rough timing for, for this guy. Uh, directed by a guy named Nathaniel Martello White. I think it's his debut directorial film. And uh, it, it was a surprise movie. It was, it's on Netflix. Um, I didn't really know what to expect going into it, but I saw it had the horror tag on there. Um, but yeah, kind of felt like a mix of Get Out meets The Strangers, which are two movies that I like a lot. Uh, it, it does a really good job of like having a lot of suspense in the beginning uh, where you don't really know what's going on and you're kind of scratching your head. Uh, it kind of stalls in the middle once you kind of like start to piece things together and then comes back in the third act for it to, to be kind of like disturbing and uh, kind of, uh, 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 yeah, it kind of uh, sticks in your head. Uh, it, yeah, the, the ending is just a, a big surprise. Well, actually, it's not that, well... Yeah, it's a good ending. Uh, so uh, the the performance here given by Ashley Madikwi uh, is really center for this film, and she gives like a very powerful performance as as this woman, uh, you know, in, in this uh, 
pretty affluent community and uh, kind of coming to terms with that. And uh, I think, yeah, the, the movie overall just offers a really nice balance of like mystery, horror, and just like kind of like disturbing, uh, disturbing uh, plot twists. But uh, yeah, I, I think I recommend it. It's a fun watch and, and very intriguing. Uh, you think you'll check that out? Nice. Uh, yeah, if you recommend it, I'll, I'll add it to my list. Yeah, yeah. My, if, you, if you're ever bored, I think it's a decent one on Netflix to check out. Cool. Yeah, I'm bored sometimes. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> I wish I was more bored more often, frankly. Oh, really? You're not, yeah. You don't feel like you're bored enough? <laughs> yeah, life's a little too busy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some boredom's good to have. Cool. I agreed. All right, cool. Um, the first movie I'm going to discuss is called Malum from 2023, directed by Anthony de Blasi. And I picked this up off a of bloody disgusting best of the year so far horror list. Um, it's about a police officer working the night shift at a decommissioned police station who tries to uncover the connection between her father's untimely death and a notorious cult. And this is a movie that I'm kind of mixed on because overall I'm not going to recommend it as a whole. But I will say if there's any movie on here that really has like spooky season imagery, it is this one. There are are just some really cool ideas. There's some haunting visuals, great horror imagery. It reminds me a lot of Silent Hill, that the movie Silent Hill, and that mm. it's got some utterly great moments, but the movie as a whole is a bit of a mess. Okay. It, it's got s- some superlatives. Like I think it had probably what's going to be one of the most surprising kills of the year of any movie. But boy, the direction, the editing, the storytelling really leaves a lot to be desired. It feels feels forced and unrealistic sometimes and kind of like it's trying too hard. But I will say if you're like, hey, I just want to turn my brain off and watch something that is like through and through a horror movie, then this could scratch that itch. I, I don't recommend it on the whole, but if you're bored... <laughs> Speaking of boredom, <laughs> and you really want something that's like screams horror movie, this is it. Like it, the onslaught of horror imagery becomes borderline overkill at a point. So I think some mo- people are going to think that's a good thing, and it's probably why it was on that that best of the year so far list. But for me, the movie was just too messy to recommend, and that's the only movie I'm gonna list that I that I don't have a general go watch this movie recommendation for. Wow. I mean, More of a just, qualified recommendation. I mean, you sold me on it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, shit, I mean, it's, awesome. it's just, it's, you ever watch a movie where you're just like, well, this is just a shame because it's so inventive in some ways and has some moments where you're like, oh, someone's got to see this. Yeah. But the movie as a whole is just like, oh, I, I felt work, like yeah. it was squandered. Okay. Like the imagery was squandered on yeah. the movie itself. So Interesting. Just, yeah, the acting is frustrating. Yeah, yeah. It's one okay. of those movies where you're just like, oh, what what a mess. But Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm hesitant to... S- That's why I give a qualified recommendation, because I'm hesitant <laughs> to just like throw it in the garbage <laughs> bin because yeah. of some of the things that you see in it. So visually worth seeing. But yeah, I mean, that comparison to Silent Hill makes a lot of sense. Like some things just exist for like the cool visuals sure if you're a silent hill fan check this movie out yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense cool not saying it's the same plot wise or anything but just 
similarly where it's kind of empty and confusing but creepy yeah. nonetheless. Gotcha, gotcha. That's interesting. That, that's a kind of a theme I've seen with a few 2023 films uh, where they uh, lean more on like being visually intriguing or like creating a space, but the story uh, might not be there or connected together very well. Oh, um, interesting. Because, uh, yeah, I, I think the next movie I was going to talk about is this movie called uh, The Outwaters. And I think that's kind of similar where uh, it's a found footage film and I, you know, I, I love the found footage genre and I think this one might have had like a brief theatrical release or a limited one um, but it's uh, directed and stars this guy Robbie Banfitch and it's basically about this uh, group of like four or five people that go out into uh, somewhere in the desert in like California to shoot like a music video and then typical found footage where like, you know, you're starting out with like this footage has been found and people have gone missing and this is what it looks like. Um, but compared to like any other found footage film I've seen, this one gets like a lot weirder. Uh, have you ever heard of this genre called cosmic horror? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. Lovecraftian even. Yeah, yeah. Lovecraftian. Yeah, yeah. Lovecraftian. Uh, yeah, definitely applies here. I, I, I didn't put cosmic to it yet. So that was interesting. But uh, yeah, the first half of this film, super slow, uh, brilliant thing going on, uh, feels really random. And then it just goes like really bonkers and nuts uh, the second half. Like I have no idea what uh, I saw. It was uh, really disturbing. R- a lot of blood like everywhere. Some body parts being cut off, uh, things coming out of bodies. Just uh, I have no idea what, what I watched when I was watching the second half. And I think to like what you were saying, like visually amazing and like visceral and um kind of shocking and mind-blowing and uh i'm sure you could like piece together like some theories about what's going on or uh what's what's happening or yeah where, where the enemy or, or where, the, where like the the friction is coming from or, or yeah where the scares are coming from but I, I was like so lost watching this and i think there's like a lot of debate online about like what actually happens in this movie so, uh, yeah, it's not a recommendation for me, but that's just because I, I, I prefer movies with more of a stronger storyline or narrative or, like, stronger character development. This one, uh, if you really like gross stuff or, like, cosmic horror, uh, things that lead into, uh, or lead into, like, the, the gory aspects, then it's interesting because it, it combines it with the, uh, the found footage element. So, uh, yeah, I, I, not, not a rewatch for me at all. Interesting. So the Outlands, is that what you said it's called? Uh, the Outwaters. The Outwaters, Okay. Yeah, I've heard of that movie, and I keep getting the title mixed up. So basically, it sounds like if you're not huge on story and just want to see some creepy stuff, the yeah. Outwaters and Malum are are up your alley. Yeah, exactly. Would you put like Skinmarink like in there? Because like that very limited story, and I saw people comparing Skinmarink to this one too, where it's like you, it, these are movies where you don't have like strong storylines, and it's just about being in the space and like seeing like kind of disturbing things. I'm not sure that I compare Skinnamarink to many other films. Okay. It is so very it's much so its own nice. thing. <laughs> Static camera just saying one space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Random kid voices here and there. Yeah, that's true. It's it's on its own. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Well, the next movie I'm going to bring up is a co-production between Peru and Mexico. I have seen this brought up quite a bit. It seems to be one of the most critically re- renowned of the VOD streaming 2023 releases so far. It's called Who is Sarah? The Bone Woman, directed by Michelle Garza Cervera. And in this film, a woman is plagued by visions during her pregnancy. Her family believes the visions are all in her head, but she is convinced there is something sinister afoot. 
So it's kind of like a Rosemary's Baby type film, not necessarily in the plot beat for beat, but it's really focused on a woman's paranoid experience of pregnancy and trying to figure out if it's all in her head or something supernatural is going on. The strength of this movie there's just a lot of characterization. We really get to know our main character, how she's feeling, how her family is feeling. Like we really get to know people. And there are some creepy and suspenseful moments, eerie visuals, a well-executed jump scare or two. But for me, the film starts to drag after a while. Um, it it starts out so promising and then it gets a little bit repetitive. And then... Mm. The conclusion is is cool and intriguing, but it just wasn't super satisfying. So, I I have to I recommend this movie just because it's a very well made movie. It's visually appealing. It's got an interesting color palette that's kind of pastelish but natural at the same time. Well shot and directed. Great performance from the lead. It's like one of those A twenty four artsy slow burns. So I would recommend this especially to people who like that kind of film, like a slow burn movie. Um, I recommend this movie, but it's kind of a barely recommend for me just because I thought as strong as it started, it got a little bit dull. But people who are patient and don't mind slow burns might like it more than I did. Sure. Um, And a warning. There wasn't a warning on the movie, but there is some pretty intense strobing light. So if you are photosensitive at all you may want to avoid who is sarah the bone woman but otherwise i recommend a low-key recommend also i learned from this movie did you ever have chi chi's no the restaurant there's a mexican restaurant like a chain mexican restaurant Uh uh-huh and kids at school would always say that chi chi's meant boobs in spanish (laughs) does it this movie taught me that it does. It's a oh, Spanish nice. language film. <laughs> and he says Chi Chi, and then sure enough, the subtitle said boob. Oh, cool. I've never known a Spanish speaking person well enough to ask, to them, ask them if Chi Chi <laughs> means boob. That's not the first thing you ask anyone who speaks a foreign language. <laughs> I mean, How I guess I've boobs? known Spanish people, Spanish speaking people well, but they weren't not the kind well of people enough. where I could be like, yo, does Chi Chi really mean boob? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Damn, that's a uh, that's really cool that a restaurant was named that. That's <laughs> pretty ballsy. Yeah, then, right. And kind of yeah. like Hooters. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. Uh, sure. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'll to check that. I saw that on a few lists. Uh, it, it, that's an intriguing plot line. It. I was like when. Uh, yeah, they're playing on like uh, some kind of real life event like that. Like yeah, getting into motherhood and stuff and tying that to horror. Yeah, that's, that's one cool. I could see being a bit of a critical darling and showing up on. On a few of the end of the year lists. It's not going to be like on every list, but it'll show up on a few. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of things that are going to end up on uh, lists at the end of the year, <laughs> I got this movie that I saw today uh, called Brooklyn 45. Uh, it was on Shutter, And yeah, you know, cover and premise didn't look that interesting to me. It's, uh, you know, an elderly cast uh, and it's talking about like war veterans. But the director is the same guy who did Satanic Panic, which was, uh, I don't know, like 2018, 2019, a film that we both really liked and was pretty edgy. So I thought I'd check it out. And uh, it's, a, it's a real fun, like, kind of period piece. It uh, takes place, like, years ago, and it's shot in the way that, like, a lot of old movies are shot. Like, maybe, like, think about, like, It's a Wonderful Life or something, uh, where it's just, like, a bunch of people getting together in, like, an old-time Brooklyn. Uh, and it plays out kind of in real time. It's just, like, four or five 
old veterans coming together to sit down for one evening together. Uh, and then it takes a kind of a, a dark twist as like the intentions of the evening are made uh, transparent and uh, some spooky things start to happen. Uh, so there, there is a bit of a ghost story playing out in the background. But uh, one thing I really liked about this film is the horror element is less focused on uh, the ghostly aspects and more on how these characters are interacting with one another and the stories they're telling about like wartime and and, uh, and uh, the things they've had to do, uh, like the atrocities uh, that, that they've committed. Um, and, and then just like, yeah, the human dynamic that plays out uh, between the four or five of them. So just a really interesting film. It's got like a 90% Rotten Tomatoes, so I feel like it's going to be talked about. Um, it's, yeah, a complete divergence from uh, Satanic Panic. Not what I would be expecting from this director. But it's interesting. It's innovative. It's not like a very scary movie. So if you're looking for something like with jump outs or like dark rooms and things like that, you're not going to get that. But what I think you do get here is like an interesting almost like a play of like characters just like talking to each other on a set against like a backdrop of like some spooky stuff happening. So just, just an interesting kind of uh, mixing of genres, I guess. Nice. Good to hear. That was on my list that I wanted to get to before this episode, but didn't because uh, I think Kyler from the discord server recommended that one. Brooklyn oh, 45 is the title. Yeah. Brooklyn 45. Yeah. Yeah, he did. So, Cool. I'll check that out. Good to know that that was good. And I didn't realize it was the Satanic Panic guy. I did enjoy that movie quite a bit. Yeah, I was, I was really surprised. Um, but yeah, I, I can't tell. Is that is that uh, just a Shudder film? It might be just a Shudder release, right? I think it is a Shudder original. I'm not totally sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, if, if, if uh, it's an interesting one. Not not like a, your typical horror film, but it, worthwhile watching. Cool. All right. Nice. All right, the next movie I'm going to bring up was a movie that you and I watched together, buddy, on our five-year anniversary get-together, and that is Sick from 2022. Yeah, some of these movies are 2022, but yeah. <laughs> released this year. Directed by John Hyams, uh, and it was co-written by Kevin Williamson, the writer of Scream, so that kind of became the selling point of this movie a little bit when it was first released. I think it was released back in January of this year. Um, and the plot is kind of it feels dated already but it's during the thick of the COVID-19 pandemic a girl and her friend quarantined together at her parents lake house but soon discover that they are not alone uh and if you're a fan of the scares the scream has to offer I, I think you'll enjoy this movie it's certainly very different than scream in a lot of ways it's much more stripped down and simple without as many bells and whistles but I think it's focused on the action and the whole cat and mouse game combined with the cinematography approach makes it very kinetic and fast paced. It, it feels a little bit more kinetic than a scream film does. Mm -hmm. um, and it keeps you engaged for the majority of the runtime. You don't get a whole lot of affection for the characters. It's a fairly surface level movie, but if you're feeling like you want an exciting slasher, where a killer is chasing teenagers around, I don't think you'll be disappointed here. And I recommend, but I'd like to hear what you think as well, because I know you saw this one too, since I was there. <laughs> I agree, man. Like, uh, it's almost uh, like they took the best elements of the Scream franchise uh, on the cat and mouse chases. Like, especially, like, I feel like in the first Scream, for sure, you had, like, really good ones. 
and then yeah maybe later in the franchise they came back with a few other good ones but yeah this one it felt really tight like it was almost like uh yeah i would i'd almost say like this is uh a better reboot of scream than like scream five or six like uh this kind of captured that home invasion element like way better than uh i feel like any other scream movie has since like scream one so i i thought it was really cool and it also had like that uh like a fun twist at the end which made it really interesting yeah that's like it's got some scream vibes at the end too yeah yeah exactly and and like pretty decent cast right like i I thought the acting was pretty well done the acting's pretty good and it's a smaller cast than most slasher films so it's kind of like if they took a different approach to screen sequels and you know we're, we're like you know what instead of adding and making <laughs> things more and more complicated let's just like cool our jets yeah and some of the coolest parts of the movies are when ghostface is chasing the killer like let's make those parts really cool yeah and, let's lean into that yeah so it's, it's almost like a different spin on that that genre it, yeah it feels a little bit more like an action movie almost in some ways but it's also still very claustrophobic it reminds me of hush a little bit too Remember oh that yeah movie? Right, right, yeah. Yeah, kind of like out in the middle of nowhere being attacked, it becomes like a survivalist kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and like a game of wits a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd recommend fun. this movie. I, I feel like I'd maybe call this a popcorn horror. Right, yeah. Just I think shallow fun entertainment. Yeah, for sure. I think we both had a really good time watching that one. Yeah, cool. Great, yeah, great mention. Um, the next one I had is one I saw today, which, uh, I, yeah, this one I kind of enjoyed. It's called Unwelcome. Um, have you, have you heard about this one? I think, yes, I have. Okay. It's also on Shudder. Uh, I'm not sure if it's on any other, uh, streaming platforms, but it's a, yeah, that was a really surprisingly fun film. It's about this couple who moves out of London after kind of facing a traumatic, uh, event there and they move into the countryside of Ireland. Uh, so it's got like some folk horror vibes to it. But uh, it ends up kind of like living a little bit more because, yeah, I'm, I'm not like the biggest fan of folk horror. Uh, and so it's kind of nice to like lean into that and then like, uh, you know, kind of surprise you in some other ways towards the end. So uh, it, it was a fun watch. And I, I think the main actress here, uh, Hannah John Kamen, uh, she really brought a strong performance as uh, the, the woman in this couple. And I think the film like balances this idea of like dread and this new town of uh, and, and these elements of folk horror um, and like them being these cities, p- city people versus like these people in the rural area. Uh, so, yeah, there's, it's just like this kind of like sense of dread, like something terrible is about to happen. But then also the two of them, like the two main characters are just a very relatable and, and fun cast to kind of like sink your uh, teeth into and like get to know and spend some time with. So uh, you really feel tied to them by the end of the film and, and their uh, discovery of uh, the horrors in, in this new home that they've moved into. So uh, yeah, I thought it was a really fun film, a uh, slightly elevated popcorn film. And yeah, I, I think I would recommend it. Nice. All right, cool. Unwelcome. Yep. Good, good. I'm getting some stuff to add to my list too. Nice, nice. All right, this next movie I'm going to talk about is kind of the opposite of how I feel about Malum, the first movie I brought up. Um, it's called Attachment from 2022. It's a Danish film directed by Gabriel Bier Gislason. And it's basically about these two women, uh, Maha and Leia. And Maha falls in love with Leia, an English student studying abroad in Denmark. And when Leia suffers a seizure and breaks her leg, Maha, I can't remember if it's Maha or Maja, she accompanies her back to London to help her recuperate. But Leia's overbearing mother has her convinced that there's something not quite right with the family. And the reason I say this is kind of like the opposite of Malam is 
it's fairly light on the horror, but I mm. thought it was a really good all-around movie. The two leads have great chemistry as a romantic couple, and it's kind of got some like rom-com vibes, even though it's not all-out funny and a bit more dramatic. It's kind of perfectly believable that they would just fly to different countries for each other because the performances and the chemistry are just that strong to me. Mm. And it also has some Jewish religious horror elements. Like, what was that movie a couple years ago? The Vigil. Oh, I never saw that one. The Vigil was kind of interesting because it made me think, wow, we get so much Christian imagery and Christian religious horror in horror movies. Why not other religions? And The Mm. Vigil was like a Jewish horror film. And this is in that vein as well. Okay. There's, it's a slow burn, so you don't get a ton of it, but if... This is like the opposite mood of Malum. So if you're feeling like, I want to check a horror movie off my list, I don't want to see blood and guts everywhere. I want something a little bit light. I think Attachment would be a good bet. A very well-made movie. You get very attached to the main characters. And there's some creepy stuff in here for sure and ominousness. But it's fairly gentle on the horror. So anyone who's diehard horror... May Mm -hmm. not want to delve into this one, but if you're up for something light and romantic, I'd recommend this one. I thought it was a a fairly (laughs) lovable movie. Okay, cool, cool. Do you like romance? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Uh, not not too often. So so, uh, it is kind of like rom-com-y? I would call it like a romance dramedy horror film. Got it. Wow. Cool, cool. All right. Uh, Yeah, I would check that out. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's fun to see like a cast that works off each other really well and has natural chemistry. Yeah, I mean, I feel like sometimes, I know you specifically with horror, seems like more often you want your horror to be horror, Yeah. but I am sometimes refreshed when it's like a <laughs> oh, great movie <laughs> yeah. that has some horror undertones or elements, but is it on the whole a well-rounded movie? Cool, cool. All right, yeah, yeah, that was a nice surprise. Yeah, I think that's how I felt about Brooklyn 45, where like horror might not be the leading tag and it might be more of like a drama, but I, I wonder if we're going to see more movies like this where it's like the, there's an undercurrent of horror um, and, uh, yeah, the main storyline or whatever, the main dynamic isn't necessarily being driven by the horror. Sure. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's nice. Nice. Cool. Well, okay, yeah. Good, good recommend. I think I'd, I'll check out Malum first and then get to that one. <laughs> yeah. I'd be interested in what you think of, of Malum. Malum. Yeah. Yeah. Right. M-A-L-U-M, by the way, is how you spell that word. Oh. I keep saying everybody. M-A-L-U-M. Cool. I'll, I'll and, and, put them all in the episode description. Dope. All right. Uh, so the next film I've got is We Have a Ghost. And uh, yeah, I guess speaking for film about films that are tangentially horror, I mean, the main plot of this one is a family finds uh, a ghost in their attic and try to figure out what to do about it. Uh, I was interested in this one because it's directed by Christopher Landon, who did Freaky, Happy Death Day. Uh, I think it's a director that we've enjoyed and has a good way of balancing horror with humor. Um, and I, I think he does that here. Not so much horror, though, because I think this is probably more of a family-friendly movie. So as you mentioned, I do like things that are more horrific. So I can't necessarily say I recommend this film, but if you have kids that you want to watch a ghost movie with, I, f- I feel like this is a, a fun one. There's some great performances. Um and uh, the storyline is fun of these two kids kind of like trying to figure out how to solve this mystery of the ghost in their attic. 
and uh, it's adventure I think, yeah, another big thing that was kind of let down for me, though, is I'm also a big fan of David Harbour from uh, Stranger Things. Uh, and uh, he's not really like, yeah, he's, he's pretty silenced this old movie, I think, because of the nature of him being a ghost. So it's like you have this great actor, but you're not getting the performance that you want from him. So, yeah, it's, it's not, the movie's not quite up my alley, but uh, I could see it having its appeal to, to families. Interesting. I, boy, I, this is one of those things where I can't remember if I dreamt this or if it's real, but I think I saw somewhere that Christopher Landon has been handed the keys to the Scream franchise. What? And no Scream 7 is going to be directed by him rather than the Radio Silence guys. Wow. That would be pretty amazing. I could see him like doing great work in that franchise. Yeah, the, the tone feels right there. Yeah, right, right. Kind of like the meta humor side of like the slash elements. Exactly, yeah. I feel like once you've seen Freaky and Happy Death Day, you can see how he could pull off a screen movie. I'm going to Google that at some point here and come back, <laughs> circle back around and confirm just to make sure I didn't have a dream. Um, cool. Yeah, that'd be great. My next two movies, I feel a little bad stealing these from you, but they are movies that I know you have seen as well. Uh, but... I'm going to talk about Influencer, another 2022 movie directed by Curtis David Harder. And in this film, a jaded influencer takes a trip to Thailand, but things take an ominous turn when someone breaks into her room and steals her passport. I had quite a journey with this movie because I originally started out thinking this was really bland and unoriginal (laughs) with like boned in dialogue, but it really turned a corner and picked up the pace and I found myself being very engaged for the majority of the film. Were you laughing because you had a similar experience? Uh, yeah, yeah, except that second part. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, this is another one where, not unlike Fresh from last year, the credits don't roll until 26 minutes into the movie. Oh, yeah. Kind of People a different doing vibe. That now. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed the, the visual elements of this movie. I could see how someone would write them off as kind of cheesy, but it's very bright with clean lines and bright colors, which is fitting for a style and atmosphere you would get from a real-life influencer who's like TikTok, Instagram, whatever. So I know some people might be like, well, why do I want to watch a movie that looks like a random TikTok influencer shot it? But it fits the plot of the movie so well that I think it works. It's kind of a shame that Shudder's resolution and is quality is so low because it doesn't do this movie's appearance any favors unfortunately Mm. yeah i thought this was a really solid performance from an antagonist uh and i thought the the plot beats were pretty engaging quite a few main characters or seemingly important characters come and go so the movie settles into this interesting flow that's a bit unique to the film what did you think, though? This is a solid recommend for me, but it sounds like maybe you were not in on the same page. Yeah, I was. I was kind of disappointed in this one. I, I agree. The antagonist uh, is a really strong character, and like I, her, her performance here was awesome. Uh, and I think the the strength of this movie was like kind of what you're saying, like it, making it look like uh, a movie that was like done by an influencer and like capturing like the types of pictures. And I, I thought it was best when it was like kind of making fun of like uh, these influencers and like how they would go travel places by themselves and like take these beautiful photos and like write things about it that like you, then you see like what they're actually doing and it's like so like off and kind of like a, a nice like expose on influencers and that whole culture. So uh, I, I like that part. But then, yeah, I felt like the plot uh, itself felt like a bit thin 
thin uh, and could have been like fleshed out more and had some issues with the the ending. Um, but pacing uh, was decent. Like it was a pretty like quick watch uh, and short film. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I it's kind of a, a, a middle. I wasn't sure if I would recommend this one or not. Uh, it's it felt a little bit harmless. Like uh, didn't really like uh, move me in any way. Uh, had like some laughs earlier on and then kind of like dropped out for me. But um, I'm glad I'm glad you had a good time watching it. But for for me, it was more kind of middle of the road. I think. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, it reminded me. Did you ever see The Watcher from last year with Micah Monroe? Oh yeah, yeah. It kind of right. reminded me of that. It's a, it's a thriller, really. Sure. Yeah. It's like a thriller for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it belongs in the horror genre, but it's like a thriller horror. Yeah. 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 The Watcher was such a good movie. That, that was, was good. That was good. Yeah. Was Micah Monroe. I want to see more of her. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Cool. Uh, I, yeah. Do you do you want to go next? I think it's your uh, turn. Yeah, I've only got one left. How, how many do you have left? Oh, really? I, weird. I thought you would watch more movies than me. Uh, yeah, I thought so. I too. guess because I'm taking all the ones you've seen. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I think the last one I have is the one that we both saw. Okay. We're, yeah. Go for it. Good. You, you got a few more? No, I only have one more. But you take it because I've uh, I've taken a couple from you already. Uh, well, yeah, I, mine, uh, the, I think the last one, it sounds like maybe for both of us, is, is Candyland. And uh, yeah, this is a strong recommend for me. Uh, it, it's Yeah, I know when we watched it, like I wasn't too high on it because it's a slow one. And the story on this one is uh, it's a group of people who work at a truck stop as, as sex workers. Uh, and then um, something kind of uh, scary starts to happen when a newcomer comes and joins the group. But uh, it's just, uh, yeah, the acting in this film uh, was really good. It's a, a, a population of people that, like, you know, we don't generally think about. And, like, the director did an amazing job kind of capturing uh, uh, it, what felt like a pretty real portrayal of, like, the, the livelihoods of, of this uh, population. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I remember, like, watching it and not being, like, uh, super wowed by it because it's, it's not, like, terribly scary, but it's, like, disturbing. And I think it settles in. Uh, and it's like something you can, like I've, I feel like I've gone back and like kept thinking about just kind of how messed up this movie can get and real at the same time. So uh, I had a really fun time. Uh, oh yeah, I, I definitely recommend this film. It, it felt like really dark and it like ca- touches on like uh, repressed emotions and how uh, people can behave in certain instances where they're not exposed to things and suddenly become exposed to them. So it felt like really real. But it, what, what was your take on this? Did you mention that this population is sex workers at a truck stop? Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's, I can't that's, remember that's, if that's you ever much. mentioned that or not. I was so blown away by the fact that you recommended it because I, I thought you were a little underwhelmed with it after we watched it, but maybe you were just still digesting and we never finished the conversation. Yeah, I think it took a while for me to digest, and then like you start to put together like how many different elements are going into this. But yeah, it's like a population of sex workers, and then the new character that comes in is like a different, like from like a, a very like strict like religious background. And then, like, how, like, these things intermingle with, like, the existing dynamic of where they are. Like, it's, it's, it's such a, like, unique kind of intermixing of characters. Yeah, and that new character who, who comes on the scene from a religious background is played by Olivia Lucardi, who starred alongside Micah Monroe in It Follows. And I was a fan of her from that. I, I like this very naturalistic style of acting. I mean, that was partially maybe the way they were directed in It Follows, but... They just feel like somebody you know. It's not a very affected performance. It's not very big and showy. It's just like, that's a person that I could know. And I feel like aside from Billy Baldwin, (laughs) who also is in this film, 
Yeah. All the performances are like that where you're just like, I feel like I know this person. Yeah. Very relatable. Yeah. Like I personally, I don't know any truck stop sex workers, but they're all very relatable characters. Just mm-hmm. people being people. Yeah. It's I an oddly the, the... human and touching movie in a lot of ways because you, you really feel like you get to know some of them and then when brutal and tragic things happen they all kind of mourn together as a community and it's it's it can be touching yeah yeah i think it's like that way they shot it where it's like uh, a lot of the film like aren't like plot points it's just like a day in their life or like yeah the the, the events that they're kind of going through on a daily basis before like the story kicks in that really grounds you in them yeah you get a lot of them just hanging out shooting the shit which isn't to say time is wasted. It's still a very eventful movie, but we really get to know people. Um, I appreciate this movie a lot. And as a heads up, you may not want to watch it with the in-laws, pretty heavy on the sexuality and the nudity, but I think it's awesome. I think of all the movies that I would recommend from this list, this is the one I would recommend the most. Hmm. I think there's going to be people, be people who are not into it. It's a quirky movie. It's not something we see. That's part of what I like about it. It's not something we see every year. It's yeah. refreshing. Exactly. It's pretty unique. Yeah, I know. I feel like uh, cr- critic-wise, uh, like that's probably like the, the highest rating rated one uh, for me too on here. But I, it's not like the most fun though, right? No. I mean, I think Sick and Influencer for me are the, the wildest, most entertaining rides Mm-hmm. But as far as the only two that have two thumbs up from both of us, which isn't saying that much because we didn't watch that many of the same ones, Sick and Candyland right. both have a, a solid recommend from us. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think those two are It's funny that we saw those two together. <laughs> those are like our top ones. I know. It's funny. It's but yeah. I don't think there was an effect of us just having fun watching a movie together because the next night we watched the original <laughs> Resident Evil and both had very different opinions on that. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> we should so, cover that one just because I want to replicate some of the late night intoxicated arguments we had. <laughs> See if we can recapture it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, shit. It's a short episode, gang. I uh, hope that's all right. It, feel like it's fun for us to do something a little bit different every now and again just to shake up the the routine here and this is going to be the last weird episode for a while because we got sequel september coming up so get ready for a whole bunch of sequels coming your way uh hey brian uh not to put you on the spot here but like uh thinking about the next few months uh what are there movies like that you're really excited about that are coming out coming out in the theaters uh, in theaters or streaming yeah, like, um, boy, there aren't that many left where I'm big on. I mean, the new Exorcist movie is coming out. I have no expectations for that. The Nun 2 is coming out. I'm excited for that one. I don't expect it to be great, but I expect it to be fun. expect that to be a popcorn experience. I'm trying to think of what else is coming. I don't think there's anything else that I truly have my eye on. How about you? Uh, yeah, for, for me too, like, I think, uh, the nun too, like just some of the trailer, uh, that I've seen is it looks, it makes it look really good. Um, and then, uh, I think the only other one that I'm really interested in so far is, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Have you heard about that? Oh one? yeah. Yeah. I'm interested in that one too. Yeah. It's kind of a cool premise. Reminds me a lot of like Chuck E. Cheese or something in sure. like a horror film taking place there. So yeah, kind of excited to see that one. Cool. 
Yeah. Um, do you want to recap and just list the films that you would recommend and then the ones that maybe you wouldn't or have qualified recommendations? Sure. Yeah. You want me to go first? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I think the ones I'd uh, strongly recommend uh, are Sick, Candyland, Unwelcome, and uh, Brooklyn 45. The ones to check out if you're bored or have uh, different tastes are <laughs> The Strays, The Outwaters, We Have a Ghost, and Influencer from my side. All right, cool. Yeah, my highly recommends are Candyland and Influencer, even though Ashwin disagrees with me on Influencer. Next up below that is Sick. Uh, I recommend Attachment, but yeah, don't come in looking for heavy horror there. Husera is a soft recommendation, and then Malum, go for it if you really want some horror imagery. Don't expect a good movie. <laughs> That's the one I'm taking away from this. I yeah, I know. I think you're the most excited to watch that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cool. I'm excited Gosh. to watch some of these ones that you recommended, and then I'm excited to see if some of these end up on our top five or top ten of the year list, whatever we do at the end of year when we recap everything. I uh, See? Yeah, I, I think some of these will beat out some of the theatrical releases for me for sure yeah 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 same same uh because yeah i'm with you theatrical releases have kind of been mid this year you ever use that word mid i know the kids do i just (laughs) i just asked someone yesterday how to use that properly (laughs) so (laughs) i think i think i'm getting it down cool well hopefully this episode uh wasn't just mid i think it probably will turn out pretty pretty mid i think only the diehards listen to episodes like this so we'll see if you enjoy stuff like this let us know if you want more of it. Let us know if you do want us to start a letterbox, what that would look like. I think we may not do ratings on there immediately because I think a lot of you like to be surprised by what we rate a movie, but we'll see. I also feel pretty busy lately, so I could say we're going to do a letterbox and it doesn't happen for a year. <laughs> the suspense. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Anything else? That's all I got. All right, cool. I'm not going to bother with a whole fancy outro. Uh, we got a Patreon. If you want to go to horrormovieclub.com and click on the big orange Patreon button, you can support us for a dollar a month and gain access to some audio and video episodes that are out there. Other than that, go to horrormovieclub.com, social links to figure out how to get in touch with us. And uh, that's it. Until next time, go watch some uh, horror movies that were released this year. Yeah, get ready for Halloween season. I'm excited.